When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Come 
Episode 37 of the Fighting Cop Podcast. Welcome, gentlemen. Hi. Hi. All right. Why did you say hi like that, T? Um, because, um, yeah. What have you been doing? He's a pisshead. I've been, been doing a bit of drinking. A bit of drinking? It's your birthday, innit? Yeah. When this comes out, yeah, it will be, yeah. How old are you? What do you not want to say? I'll be 21 in Oberfendi Martin's years. Yeah. <laughs> so that would make you what? I don't know. 20. I was born in the same day as Lee Young Pio. Go on Wikipedia and see his date of birth, and that's mine. Is that true? It's a fact. And John Cena. And John Cena. John Cena. Yeah. <laughs> Two guys who are clearly related. <laughs> related in, you know, metaphorical sense. <laughs> We've got Jack McElroy. Hello. Is that, have I, I haven't done it right. Yeah, that's good, man. McElroy. Well McElroy. Yeah. McElroy. At Yids, time. isn't it? If oh, people know me from the internet. That's the main thing. We talked about it before, but at Yids' Twitter handle has got to be the best on Twitter. You could sell that for money. Good money, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. I think the uh, perceived anti-Semitism holds me back in some regards. Do you still get lots of that? <laughs> I, I, remember, I remember the beef with Gary Glendinin. Yeah, he said something. He said, uh, "Well, like he, made, he then made a remark about the fact that you had yeah. Yids as a." He refers to me as big bad Yids. You got into a, a row with Barry Glendinin. Yeah, a few. Yeah, he blocked me at the end. Tell us about it. Um, I mean, it stems from, I mean, many times. Oh, so but Barry Glendening's, uh, was he Times journalist or Telegraph? Guardian. 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 Football Guardian. Weekly. And he's on Football Weekly. He's also on TalkSport. <coughs> I pulled him up on the fact that uh, he said that he predicted England, this is four years ago. Right. He predicted England to go out in the second round of the World Cup. And then when England got to the second round of the World Cup, he predicted England would win. And then he just sort of... Uh, Picked which one? I can't remember which way around it was. Yeah, yeah. But he was like, oh, I did. I told you that." So I tweeted him saying, "Well, you didn't say that the first time." So he sort of, he denied it. So then I went to the episode, played it back, and I was like, "Oh, this is the quote you said this." <laughs> and, it, and then he goes, uh, "Oh, that's a bit sad, isn't it? Going through uh, going through transcribing uh, episodes. It's like, well, pick pick a lane. No, no, you can't just you got you got you got to understand what you've said. As we've learned on the podcast many exactly. times, you know that everything's being recorded, and there's people out there that will dig it out." I.e. Jack is <laughs> 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 a whistleblower podcast. Look, if you're trying, if he's trying to sort of mug you off or say, you know, give it, you know, saying, look, mm, you have a right to go back and check what he said. That's 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 history. You know, it's in the records. Hey, we've got Spooky. All right? How are you? I'm I'm all right. Third week in a row. What is I'm going on? Trick. Give him the hatchet. Boy. I'll have an injury next week. I'll be out for a month. <laughs> what are you back next week? I don't know. I've not checked. We're probably not. What with the messes? Yeah. Okay. I need, I need a permission slip to make the pod these days. <laughs> Sad thing is, I know. It's true. It's true. It's true. Um, Jack, what have you been up to? Uh, it's been. It's certainly since the last time you was on, there wasn't. I'm not sure what was happening with the Yids thing, but there's been you know a massive turn away from Spurs fans being at blame. Yeah. Are you yeah, still getting stick on Twitter? Because uh, no, less so these days. Um, I, went, I was on a podcast called The False Nine. Uh, it was like a live podcast, mm. and they asked me about Yids. And I gave my usual spill, and there was a guy there who, uh, good guy, Johnny Singer, he's on Twitter. But uh, they were like, is anyone in the audience want to sort of pull him up on being called Yids? Basically, <laughs> does anyone want to give their point of view? Yeah. And he'd been on a panel at some university with David Baddiel talking about the word Yids. Oh, shit. He kind of, he didn't really take me to town. He was like, it's clearly not anti-Semitism, but it'd be good if you could just stop it. And he kind of, he almost apologised afterwards, but, so nah. there was that. But other than that, it's died down in the news now, and I think that'll be it for a few years, mm. won't it? Yeah. To the next book plug, or stand-up tour. Something else. Yeah. Well, the thing with Badil, I think he actually got to a point where he, 
he it went beyond what he thought it would. So obviously yeah. when, he, when you're talking about court cases and people potentially losing their jobs mm. uh, and, and affecting people their People clearly are not anti-Semitic and it, he knows that. I yeah. mean, he's not an idiot. No. He knows that these people uh, are not anti-Semites and that, it, uh, that he took it too far. The shame was that a lot of Tottenham fans took to abusing him on Twitter yeah. and he probably didn't count on that, to be honest. No. So maybe he'll think twice but in the future. I mean, he must have known that. that. I but mean, he just went around blocking everyone as well. Like He blocked me before we had any interaction, but... You know, that's up to him, isn't it? Because a preemptive block when you saw your handle. Yeah, yeah. he don't want to see my name popping up, does he? <laughs> uh, it's like a dagger in the heart, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and you do, uh, if you don't know, uh, apart from your Spurs chat, you also do South London Hardcore. Yeah, I mean, it feels a bit like we're just plugging it every week, isn't it? Yeah, why not? You, can, you made the effort to come here, why not? Just yeah, all the way to Crouch End. If they don't like it, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this week we had uh, Hunt Kilberry Finn on, a rapper uh, who was in Catch-22 in the early 90s, if yeah. anyone's to UK hip hop, so southlandhardcore.com I thought and I was. iTunes. I thought I was. Case, <laughs> knows, Case knows everything about UK hip hop. Oh, does he? Yeah, early 90s, uh, and we've got a couple of other uh, early 90s UK rappers coming up. Well, like Rodney P. Uh, no, he's from London Posse, yeah? Yes. Can anyone put me in touch with Rodney P from London Posse? He's a goon, so no. That's fine, man. They're originally a South London team, we embraced them. Dial Square. What <laughs> 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 about Skinny Man? He's North London to me. Yeah, but yeah, still, yeah. he's a UK. But still, but he's, he's, the, he's the he's like the Godfather of UK rap, isn't he? I think he's inside. No, he isn't. I know that for a fact. He is not inside. <laughs> Sorry, skinny okay. man. Don't <laughs> hurt me. Yeah, I know. I know he isn't. <laughs> I want nothing to give at the, the minute. And, not, and I've got a T-shirt out. Yeah, I'll just mention that now, shall I, man? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Uh, so it says THFC in the. Uh, New York hardcore style or the South London hardcore style if you like yeah yeah uh, and it's on massbrawl.spreadshirt.co.uk is that how you get with your t-shirts yeah can you get the, the t-shirt we talked about last time with um, yeah Livermore, Livermore and exactly Walker. you can get if you want a Jake Livermore t-shirt and I know you do you yeah. can get that from there too was well, uh, the one by himself no, no, it was, it's nice. Oh, Jake Livermore and Walker, Carl Walker, yeah, say. doing a handshake. And but, if you want to get a fighting cock T-shirt, where should people go? The website, thefightingcock.co.uk. And just click on <laughs> shop, <laughs> and there's loads there. That's it. There's loads. There's yeah. loads. You can still get a Ben Marisu Okoye T-shirt and a Chico in there for the fighting cock hipsters <laughs> yeah. who know who he is. <laughs> you reckon oh, there are yeah. some out there? Yeah, but listen to listen to the first lift. series of the podcast. Based on our infatuation with the Botswana Meat Commission, yeah. who haven't bought a Chico Nair t shirt but still want to, they're yeah. going to be reminded by this and think, yeah, I'm going to do that now. Product placement, isn't it? Apologies for that. Yeah, it's shocking. Uh, Will we need the Ben Wasselcott t shirts next season? That's the question. That's a big, big, uh, big statement. What do you think he's gone? Uh, yeah, without a doubt. He got sent off last week, so he's missing the last few games of their season. There's a key Yeah, it'll be, fresh, it'll be fresh, isn't it? It'll be fresh in pre season. <laughs> do you think the Cornell thing that you, that, you know, with. with Anelka and yeah. you know, saying our oh, nice Cornell and stuff. Do you think that will hold him back? No, but no, I think it's more the footballing abilities at the minute will hold him back. I mean, yeah. He's not exactly. He hasn't tried very hard. Showered himself with glory yeah. at QPR. He's looked like a shower of shit. So. I mean, these players as well, once they take that dip, mm. it's, I think it's rare. Someone, especially with his attitude. I don't mean that necessarily in a negative way, but the way he views football. Yeah. He's not coming back to the form of his life, is he? Probably not, anyway. How old is he now? 30. Oh really? Yeah. So he's he's basically reached his peak yeah. at QPR, which is a shame for him and yeah. QPR fans. 
We need to keep you up on that. I follow him every week. He's like, get this cunt out of our club. Really? And that's pretty much what he says Narrow every week. Narrow it down, though, I think. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Joey Barton ain't that bad, is he? Yeah. Should I have a quick mention for Tom Carroll? Because, obviously, he's gone through the meal a little bit over there. I think some of their fans are not convinced by him. He played very well in a 5-2 win uh, the other week. The first. Made, made two goals. Uh, I think before he went there, we were kind of... We were hoping he was going to go to Ajax to kind of learn his footballing trade a little bit but it was, that was a ru- the rumour wasn't it yeah, yeah it seems a bit of a weird one though wouldn't yeah. it yeah a little bit odd I mean a lot of times players go to on loan and don't really impress and I don't think it always means they're they're rubbish does it I mean no. Tom Carroll's obviously a good player yeah, yeah. it'd be nice if he'd have had a Premier League loan to be honest you don't want I mean Harry Redknapp obviously as our listeners know our listeners, sorry, I'm in South Carolina. You're a part of the team. As your listeners, you know what I mean. He's not going to be getting tactical. Uh, do yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not going to be changing it, blowing his mind, is it? Yeah. I think go the, out there and pass it. The problem is seems to he doesn't seem to hurt teams with his passes, and that doesn't to be the, you look, you the look, mark look, against his name. Yeah. He looks good, he looks tidy, but doesn't hurt teams. He, look, he always looks safe when he yeah. played for us. It was yeah. like, yeah, you look comfortable, but you're not really doing anything to really. You know, push it. I think he needs a manager who's going to fit him into a system that he suits. Is what I've said from the minute I saw him that he would work well in a Barcelona midfield. Genuinely, <laughs> I, I still hold it. To- <laughs> Look, I think they're all right, though, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they're fine. They're fine. But I, I've, I've got a history of making bold claims that eventually come true. So you back me up here. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. This is true. So I'm not saying he will sign for Barcelona, but if you look at the way he plays, Barcelona B though. Maybe look that might that would be a Barcelona C. Is that Barcelona C? Yeah, no, no, he's better than that. He'll fit in with next to the Santos and and that kind of ilk. Um, no, but he, he's. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen if he's going to come back. He's, it doesn't seem likely that he's going to be able to fit in our midfield. He ain't going to come and walk into the team. But I don't think he's he's got no future at Spurs. I think he'll get a Premier League loan. That's my guess. Well, I hope so. That's I, what he needs for us to really know whether he can he can make top flight. So, what do we what do you make of Harry Kane then? I mean, you know, he's a goal machine now. Do you think you know, he'll get loaned out next I've season? I've got to eat some humble pie. I really it makes do. a change, and, it's, and I'm I'm happy to see you doing so. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I saw him play in Europe a couple of times last season because of the way he looks, his face, and that. I just thought that he. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that he would be one of those donkeys. You know, the kind of... Who's the guy we see? Uh, Peckhart. You know, that kind of lump up front who's going to do it at some level. But he's, there's much more to it than that. And, and he, his football, his footballing brain ain't too bad, but he's actually you know, willingness to carry the ball. He's, he's supposedly the best finisher at the club. But who's... What, Based and this is about what, football, not finishing sentences. And, <laughs> <laughs> but no, why do you think that? Football, why? I can't it's actually. ITK, I can't, no, no, no. Yeah, I can't remember what play it was that actually said it. It was from a from a dad of a youth player that heard it from another like, first team player. But then apparently Clive Allen was on some radio show. He was on Talksport the other night, talking yeah. about Harry Kane, and they they genuinely believe in front of in front of goal he can pass the ball into the back of the net. I mean, I don't know whether he has to be literally on the line. To <laughs> oh, but he's saying, as far as confidence and and composure, he's he's better than the rest of them. And I'm thinking, well, you know, who are you comparing him to at the minute? To be honest, because Adi as we know, loves a good purple patch, uh, and Roberto, unfortunately, doesn't. Well, just a cabbage patch. Adi Bayor seems to refuse to. Hit the ball of any force when in front of goal. He'll always try and side foot it in, and it's very frustrating. Last week against Fulham, mm. did it a couple of times. I just thought, just fucking hit it. Going on Kane this season, I think it looks like he's kind of 
mid-table Premier League quality at least. He's a backup player who's not yeah. going to complain about being no, a backup. He's, and he's worth he's worth holding on to and having in the squad next year because you you know you need men. That's but before he, you you didn't know what he was. He could have looked like he was heading towards the championship. But now his, he looks all right. That's exactly it. Especially every loan move he went to was pretty much awful. Apart, he had a decent Millwall loan. He was a player of the season. All right, good loan, uh, good Millwall <laughs> loan, loan spell. But um, he, he's he's travelled far from a, a no hoper in my eyes to. You know, I'm not a bastion of knowledge in this respect. I'm sure Windy could tell us a lot more, but he, he's um, and has done actually. But I think I'd be happy for him to stay next season and be a number three striker. And I'm sure yeah, he'll he's be happy. better than Raziak and like overweight Mido, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> well, Mido, uh, Mido, me, <laughs> me mediocre, me, me, mediocre. Me, no, not Mido. I love Mido. Not Mido when he was good. I mean Mido. I about fat, three mate. years in. I like Fat Mido. I've got a, big, a lot of time for Fat Mido. When when he uh, he came on his uh, on his debut, I think it was his debut Portsmouth, against Portsmouth. Portsmouth. Yeah, and he's got two. Oh, it's a header. Two headers, maybe. One header. Thought, he's a destroyer. That that thing. Oh man. Got with a canute from as well. Yeah, dark times. Times. <laughs> All right. Anyway, look, um, we haven't even gone on to the running order yet. This is this is good podcasting, guys. Good, but keep it up. Keep yeah, it up. We're freestyling here. <laughs> we're in a cipher. Um, we have got a final eighteen eighty two game. It's at Stevenage next Sunday. Um, we're playing Reading under twenty ones. Uh, we're still waiting to hear from the club, but it will be okay. So keep an eye on our Twitter account at Love the Shirt for information, and then spread it around. You know, even if you get 20, 30 people down there just to support the youth team, that would be decent enough. Uh, it might be more. You never know. Who's likely to be playing? Who are the like, star players? Um, well, the game against uh, Man United last week at the lane, they had Dembele, Benzeleb and Zeki Fryers. Wow. And we lost 1-0. <laughs> um, so about, in terms of our youth players, you've got Harry... I didn't realise Dembele was so young. Yeah, yeah. He's... Uh, <laughs> yes. I've got nothing else to add to that. <laughs> he's... Uh, uh, we've got Harry Winks, who, who looks uh, 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 looks a decent player. Obviously, Kenny McAvoy. Got Lemaires. Lemaires looks and good. Who's a centre back? Ogilvy. That's he's a left back. He's, he's a left back. back. He's left back. He also plays centre back. But he he he's the standout player. Maldini. Conor Ogilvy. He's Is he a, the young Maldini. The young. ginger Maldini. That'd be a yeah. new chance. He's a very young, uh, very very pale, very ginger man. But he, he, you, you kind of you look at the way he plays and the way he strikes a ball and his kind of physical presence and he's clearly a cut above the rest. And I think he's the one, again, in my limited knowledge of youth football, he's the one we should be looking out for. I agree. Anyways, yeah, so it's next uh, next Sunday at two o'clock. It's at Stevenage Borough Stadium. Is that Stevenage Borough? Yeah, that's what they're called. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you can get a train from King's Cross. Was it was a Finchley Park, one of those. Yeah, and it's like twenty minute train. It's nothing. Yeah. So go up and support the youth. That's the last one of the season till probably the prefer, the, the glamour tie that we have in uh, you know the first game when I was when, when before we'd qualified for Europe we'd always have like Inter Milan or yeah. Fiorentina and you think oh these glamorous players they they come into all our lane and and now we've, I mean last year we had Espanyol and. <laughs> just got nothing to say about that at all. One thing with kind of all that will pro- just to finish that will be that'll probably be our eighteen eighty two game. The next one after this, yeah. um, but it's one year to the day. Yeah, we should mark that. Underhill, yeah, really, yeah, one year to the day. Wow, my best moment following Spurs. <laughs> oh, that was glorious. It was amazing. I was even there. You can't. <laughs> you in Poland or some shit? Weren't you? Yep, trying to forget that. Yeah, it was amazing. So it's, it's nice to mark that. That was an amazing time. Um, but we move on. Fulham. That's but, pretty much sums it up. Exactly, it? A, very, a very forgettable game that we won. I I, I went to the game. And it was in your dad's birthday. Yeah, 
Good um, birthday celebration. So you won 3-1 again on his birthday. Won 3-1, we beat Man City. It was better than last year against Man City when we beat him 3-1, but it, it wasn't too bad, yeah. I mean, we did okay. Uh, Ericsson was clearly head and shoulders above the rest, if only just for his delivery. I mean, you get a ball around the box, that kid can deliver like some sort of... He can't deliver corners, though, can he? I mean, I don't know what it is with Tottenham. Uh, it's like a curse. No, it ain't a curse. With corners are difficult to score across the board. There's the, there's no, a no, myth that corners are a good thing. They're not. They're, they're, they're like you, a you must be able to beat the, fir- the first man on the corner. You can beat the first right. man, but what you're trying to on aim... On a regular like, basis. You're trying to aim like a foot square in a box, and sometimes... As a human being, you're not going to be able to do that. There's this kind of myth that, you know, our players don't beat the first man. They're trained to hit a tiny aspect of that area. So one of the players is going to attack. Well, I don't know if I agree with you. I need because we hardly ever Spooky. score headers goes. Like, every now and again, we 3% like, of corners are scored. That's it. Oh, I, I think all fans seem to have the same same issue. Everyone like, hates oh, corners. Man, you know, we can't score corners for Toffee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's what we're saying. So we get about that. All right, I'm back in my box. Yeah, get back <laughs> in your box. There's two of you there just completely <laughs> deconstructing my... Uh... But it's such a rare thing for us to have a player who can deliver a, a free kick. And every time we get one around the box, you think it's going to be a goal or, or a near chance. And to, to land the ball on the foot of Paulinho, mm. just so that he literally can't miss. And out of all of our players on the first eleven, he was most likely to miss. Yeah, <laughs> bless him. No, that's not bless him. Fuck him. He's been paid like thirty grand a week. Thirty grand. Double or double that. Yeah. Sixty. Way Must more. be man. Nineteen million he cost, didn't he? Yeah. That makes me more angry. But yeah, he he, he was he was amazing. About Lennon, two two assists, two, two crosses. Weeks. He was quality. This is gonna happen again, though. It's like you know, one of those. Uh, <laughs> I think he's so. I think Lennon is such a frustrating player, not for the reason that people often say that, oh, his final ball is inconsistent. I think he's always putting in the best final ball he can. Do you know what I mean? He's trying his best. But yeah. it's those games where he just won't run at the defender. Mm. Or he just like, you know, just, you, this is all you've got. This is all you've got in your locker. It's mm. just run at him and it will, it will terrify him. And I've seen him, you've seen him do it for England. Like, there was a game against Croatia. Yeah, where, uh, yeah and he's like, he just destroyed them. And in every game you watch him play since, like if you see him whenever he's played for England at the World Cup, he's just so conservative and cutting in and passing it in. So run at the run at the the fullback. Mm. I think you kind of it's, you know this idea of muscle memory. So you're trained to play a certain way, and he gets the ball on the right hand side, and he has been done, <coughs> has been trained to do this under Redknapp and Yol before him. Is get that ball, get to byline, and cross it, and your final ball will come. Because it's always been an issue with him. He, he's kind of dinking crosses. Sometimes it works fantastic. Well, a minority yeah, it does, of times yeah. it works. No, no, it's, it's sometimes it's a bit overdone about how bad his final ball is. How much do you think that ABB has had a ne- negative impact? Because he, he obviously wanted the... Uh, I think the fault is in himself. He does it for England before he's playing for ABB. It's a mental thing. But yeah, yeah we just... Lock. But he had, he, what I'm saying is he'd been trained to have this instinct to go to the byline. And now that seems to... His first thought isn't to do that. I think, yeah, but what, like I'm saying, with, he was doing it with England before AVB. Mm. He would just have games where you just he's just passing it back inside and you, and doesn't seem to have the confidence to run at a fullback when that's, like, not the only thing he's got, but close to. Yeah, he's quite limited. I think since the Wigan game, I think he got injured shortly after that when he beat Wigan 9-1 and he's not been the same player since, and this was, what, four years ago. He's had glimpses of form, but he can't stay fit for an entire season to get in his form of consistency. I thought he was really good defensively against Fulham. Oh, that fucking point doesn't <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's what I'm, ask, I'm about to ask you. Is it, 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 he's, he had, he's a, he's a how good important midfield is defender, that? defensive midfielder. 
Maybe, maybe not, but how important is it to a, an overall tactic? It's like, well, there was that notorious Jonathan Wilson article, wasn't it, about how Real Madrid were not as good defensively when Ronaldo played. And, you know, it got rightly torn to shreds. Mm. Like, he's there to be getting to goals, isn't he? He's not there to support Kyle Walker. Mm. But you then you look at, say, uh, Eriksen playing and, and Modric and Van der Vaart when they played in the wide midfield area. And it was clear that we were very frail. When, uh, and it is that down the, down the right-hand side when Eriksen plays, when Van der Vaart played on the right, we were really exposed... Uh, and when Modric played, but they could they wander in, didn't they? Well, Van der Vaart especially because he just don't stay. He wouldn't stay where he was meant to stay. Yeah. But um, I think once you start focusing on uh, an attacking winger's defensive qualities, like T says, yeah, you know, you've lost it. Yeah. It's just not yeah. really. Not, I think if we get a good for. manager in in the summer, you know, he's, uh, he might not have much of a future. What he used to be good at is when when he used to uh, sort of prioritise and focus on his attacking ability. What he used to be good at was running back and nicking the ball off plays in the midfield. It's so yeah. fast. Isn't yeah, it? exactly. So that, that's when I think of defensive qualities of, of Lennon, that's what I'm thinking about. Whereas now, when he's not running at defenders, he's not trying to beat the last man, he's not trying to whip that cross in. It's like, I don't really understand what type of player you are. Now, maybe I'm missing something tactically because I'm not as astute as a lot of people. There's a lot of people that watch games and they start after 10 minutes... That they start talking about positional shit and what I'm thinking. Where have you seen that? Because so far I've seen nothing. I've just seen that we're not really passing the ball that well, and that's just about it. But you, you seem to know exactly what instructions this bloke has got. So what <laughs> Lennon's instructions are, I don't know whether it's a case that you know, Aaron, what you need to do, you need to basically follow this mark. You need to do, and none of it is fucking run at them. Because remember the days you used to get the ball just inside the our uh, half. You'd light and, up. Yeah. Everybody, stand up too. I mean, you'd be stand up anyway, but it's like you would stop floating because he oh. was fucking pelting it down, down the central, like uh, midfield, and you think this is, he's going to score, he's going to score, he's going to lay it off or whatever. Usually, wouldn't because his final ball was shit. But that excitement, that elect- electricity, is just like. Mm. But when we when we talked about Lennon, it was always about the game against Ever. Oh, we tore up every completely tore him a new arsehole. Now it's like, oh, but look at him and Carl Walker. Look at him and Troy Luca. Look how defensive he is, and that just shows how far back he's gone. Last shifted. week, last week we talked about what do you love more, football or Spurs, right? Mm. Now footballers, we all know a footballer or two semi-pro. They fucking love football. All they want to do is play. Yeah, yeah. they'll play at a kick around, they'll play anywhere. And if they're a professional footballer, they'll be trying to improve their game. Sometimes you'll watch someone like Carl Norton and. Danny Rose, and they're making mistakes week on week. Now, neither of these guys are going to be, you know, Maldini or Cafu or Chiram. But the mistakes they make, the mistakes they make, (laughs) the mistakes they make are just so basic, you know? It's a difference between like a Gary Neville, isn't it? I mean, Gary Neville's no Maldini, is he? But, you know, he worked hard enough and and he had the the right manager that he he became the best player he could be. It's the same with um, Lampard and Shearer. These aren't talented players these are guys who worked at their game I just think you know you see people doing Instagrams of their tattoos and jewellery and they're playing fucking shit week in week out and you just can't help but be frustrated by that and Lennon falls into that category as well in the sense that he's he's not progressed is the reason why we're not talking about this actual game because none of us give a shit really it's about inconsequential isn't it, what it what's happening now to the end of the season yeah. there's not much consequence is there we're not going to get in the Champions League we might, might UEFA Cup or not UEFA Cup is not really important we might still qualify for the Champions League mathematically we can still do it and I'm asking you Jack to believe that's all 
Believe. Believe. <laughs> Why? Because Believing takes energy. Why? Because I don't want to be the only one crying at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've cried. I've cried out, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've <laughs> cried out. Tears left. <laughs> um, no. Um, after the game, nobody spoke about the game at all. Well, nobody on Twitter spoke about the game at all. Literally all the talk nobody. after the game <laughs> was about was was about Sandro and Sherwood. And Spooky says, "Oh, we won, we won three one. Oh, that was and, funny, man. And everyone is like, "So, what the fuck are you on about?" And that was funny. oh no, well, we get, there is a segment in the second half oh, about, we'll talk about it the then. second half now. Yeah, yeah, about about Sherwood because we wasn't going to because we've done it many times on the pod. But Jack, that's the trouble when I'm coming along and have to talk Sherwood, isn't it? Yeah, you've got to talk. Sherwood and we and to be honest he's made I mean he made clangers vocally since he joined uh, since he became the chairman fucking hell chairman <laughs> sorry you fucking promoted again is this ITK yeah <laughs> <laughs> since he become manager um, but f- there's been fucking bombs flying off this week so yeah. we're going to come on to that um, we've got another question uh, from Right Eye he's been a big uh, fan of the, the fighting cock since we began yeah um, I'm looking down at lots of text. Right, I pronounced Ratty. Ratty. The, yeah, Ratty. Yeah, Ratty. Long time listeners. Anyway, he says, uh, could next year be our Noah's Ark moment? We've all heard, or not, how non-existent the atmosphere at White Lane has become. And you could probably see the uh, see that lining up with next season. Really, uh, fucking, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to read it. Basically, he said... Um, I understood none of that. <laughs> yeah, forget it. It was really poorly written and hard to read. But basically, what what he's asking is that if we have another bad season, um, do you think some of the people that have latched onto the club uh, and and certainly Phil Whitehart Lane may be talking about some of the tourists that don't have an actual attachment to the club? Do you think some of them will go away? I hope so. Without, <laughs> without, uh, with, you know, with, with another season of abject. Normality, really, for for, for Tottenham. So I, I was thinking about all this. I mean, the people that are bitching and complaining, surely they are long-time supporters. No, I don't, some are. I don't think. The, I don't think the question is whether or not this, the bitching is going to stop. Of course, it will. Because so what's he won't. saying? I think the idea is: will the hangers-on, the people of the glory hunters, will they disappear? And I mean, the thing is, I think you'd have. You know, is, it glo- of- is it the glory hunters that are bringing down the atmosphere at White Hart Lane, or is it the, the yeah, long, I don't know. long term? No, I just think I, I think I, you have to be a bit of a sociopath if your uh, interests don't dwindle a bit with with success, a lack of success. Do you know what I mean? If you're you, just like completely focused on like you know this is as good you know every single week, I love it as much as if we're, we're winning or losing. I'm I talk- think that's weird. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, I, well, I, the reason why I hesitated is because firstly I was going to tell you about my boss who feels exactly the same way He, when, when Spurs are doing well he doesn't stop talking about it mm. when we do poorly or you know we're, we're pretty average he's like oh, it doesn't matter I'm, done, I'm over it now I went to Spurs in the 80s and, and it's, it gave me everything I, I'm not that bothered but when we're doing well he's like oh, what would you hear mm. about all, hear about this this and this but to kind of go back to the reason why we were laughing is that I, I do actually, at every game that starts, I feel excited. Every, it doesn't so, matter how shit we are, I want to watch it. And I want to go we've, to not the, been, we've not had nothing to play for for quite a while. Mm. It's been since like 2005, isn't it, really, that we've had not much to play for. Do you for. mean other than like Champions League? Yeah, I mean, as in like we've had, we had a shot of achieving like... Do you know what I mean? Achieving something in the league. Mm. You know, I had league games to play for, whereas our season's always been over before that. And it's, so yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, maybe I can see my. If we don't make a good managerial appointment in the summer, 
I think my interest will certainly dwindle. Is that, uh, like you say, like a natural occurrence? I think it's natural, yeah. I think mm. a lot of it has to do, because I was thinking about this, just based on all the infighting and and, and, and discussions on, on social media about... Uh, you, you had a lot of people, like, post-AVB, um, after AVB got sacked and, and everything else that's happened. Oh, yeah, my love for Tottenham isn't as strong as it was. I'm, I feel detached from the club. I, I don't feel that the club represents me anymore. I'm thinking... Well, if I'm perfectly honest, it doesn't represent me the way I felt when I first started going. But then I was a fucking teenager. I was a kid. Mm. I didn't have any other... In your 20s now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. And then, and then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I look 20s. I look like I'm in my 20s, but I don't. But yeah, like, no, like, like, do you know what I mean? Life, life, <laughs> <laughs> life fucking consumes everything. Do you know what I mean? It drains you. Like we were saying, I don't know if it was on here or in the pub... When you got kid, when you got kids or kids, or when you got other things going on in your life, whether it's work or whatever, they take up your time. And I know football is the greatest escapism, along with music and drugs. And actually, it's quite a few, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you you <laughs> just feel great. that you can almost balance them at a certain point because it's like, how much worry and and concern am I going to give Tottenham if if I don't feel I'm getting anything back? And the thing is, we're fickle because if we're doing really well, you've got that fucking energy and you've got that zest mm. in. So the way I see it is, I fucking love Tottenham no matter what. At the minute, that's the thing. I, there's no escaping that. Yeah, I don't. Want, I wish I could stop. Stop like my love of Tottenham. I can't. Mm. Like as much as my interest will dwindle, I can't. Sh- I can't shake it. Like, You're going to always be interested. It's just that at the minute, like yeah. if, if if Tottenham was your your partner, you'd keep your socks on when you when you're having sex. Just because you'll be thinking about cold feet or something, I don't know. Comfortable, but exactly. But we're it's just a fucking fact, and women need to get over that. But carry on, sorry. I don't know where I was going with that analogy. To be honest with you, (laughs) well, you know, I spent most of the weekend, you know, pretty high watching YouTube's of one of my favourite rappers, Blue. And he made a freestyle about. I'm blue, I've got a pen of a sharp nib, I'll fucking stab you. <laughs> anyway. What's that geezer? What is that called? Just... I465. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that. Fuck's sake. Anyway, this geezer, he did a rap about basically he's trying to make it to the top of the game. And he came up with a very profound line, which I probably ruined now. It says, we're staring at the sunshine, trying to find the stairs, but we don't get blinded by the glare. And basically, Tottenham fans, for the last eight, nine years, we have been looking up, and they've not been blinded by the glare of the Champions League, and the fact is, year on year... It ain't that bright, that's why. We don't get get close enough to get blind. How how could you say that when fans are getting angrier? Maybe in their their perception, we are are getting close to it, and the fact we're not not making it is is frustrating. Before the season started, people are saying we're going to finish second, we're going to finish third, and... First. Those are the people who are. Those are the people who are the most frustrated, and our, mm. fan, our fans are. Our you fans know, are you dreamers. Know what? See, for the first time, I think ever this season, people thought we would we would finish within a Champions League spot. I think in the past, yeah, we've definitely. always said, "Oh, we're good enough for fifth And then 10, 15 games into the season, we're like, oh, "Hold on a minute, mm. Arsenal a bit shit." Oh, United, and then, and, and yeah. then you start believing. Whereas this season, after spending hundred million quid, and everyone decided to just forget how important Gareth Bale was we thought we're going we're gonna to be comfortable with this. oh fucking yeah. what did I say on the pod early season I can't remember exactly, embarrass me I can't remember exactly what it was you, you and Ricky you and Ricky were, were very optimistic I fucking mm. hell oh, but, but the thing is is that um, oh, I fucking forgot my point no the fact of the matter next season 
It'll be the same again. The season will start. We'll get a bit of optimism. Maybe we get the manager we it's want and the players we want. And people get people get mocked for being delusional. But being a football fan is delusional anyway. Unless you're supporting two or three Everyone teams who win shit. Everyone is. Everyone's going to be delusional to some point. Go on, Jack. I was done. What what kind of sums it up for me in terms of interest? Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.